0: Hey, I'm Paul Ford. And I'm Rich Ziotti. This is Track Changes, the official podcast of Postlight, a digital product studio in New York City. Today, we're going to talk about what it's like to be a one year old. There's a lot there, right? There was a parental thing we're going to talk about.
1: There was dad. And then there's leaving home. And then there's growing up a little bit. It's going to be interesting. Let's have that conversation. So you're sitting on the porch and you're drinking lemonade and you're reflecting on the year, Yeah, Paul Ford. <laughs> I mean, it's been a year, Rich. <laughs> what a year. We are a year old, I this mean, company. We can speak in nostalgic tone.
0: Let's talk about some of the things that happened this year. Let's, All right. Let's actually, so, I mean... We started, which was a big deal. We started the company. You, you and almost I... almost had a moment where you said, I don't know, man. <laughs> well, this was a funny one, right? Because we started the company. We can I mean, we can start to tell the story a little bit now. So you had a company called ARC90. It got bought by a company called SFX. Entertainment. SFX Entertainment. Yes. Electronic dance music company. and you built a great, was logical. Yeah. Your team, you were chief product officer. Your team built... A great big music platform.
1: Music streaming service, live video streaming service. I mean, to be fair, we had the content.
0: Yeah. We had to build the streaming service. So you had millions of electronic music tracks.
1: Which were for sale before we showed up. Okay. At Beatport, which is
0: one of the most respected, Like if you're uh, a like D- revered if, by DJs. If you're a DJ, you know what Beatport is and you know that you Hell can yeah. buy uncompressed audio that you can use in your own mixes there. You can or live all the, sets. All the whatever. licensing, all that stuff. sorted out. So the magic trick was to
1: get a lot of those music content owners to agree to let the music stream. And that was worked out, not fully. Some said no, but still we had millions of tracks that could stream. Lots of lawyers involved. Lawyers and papers. Including you, and yeah. Well, I wasn't involved in that end of it, but okay. I, I was in the room listening to some of it. And we were going to ship a music streaming platform, and it would work on the web and mobile. And then there were other pieces to this. There was Beatport News, which was going to give up-to-date news on what's happening in the music scene, in the electronic music scene. And then it was just a lot of stuff. So you
0: and I had met because I was an advisor to Readability, one of the products that Arc90 had built. And then you brought me in as an advisor to SFX. Yes. And I think that it is fair to say that SFX was kooky towns
1: kooky town is i mean i don't know if the wall street journal would phrase it that way but it was a it was a crazy crazy it was way more than beatport let's put it that way they owned a
0: lot of stuff yeah there was a big roll up like ticketing companies and live event companies and so it was a lot and you were in the middle of that and i you know you were like hey can you come in and just you seem like a sensible fellow maybe help me make some sense of this
1: Yes, it, like it,
0: it was just it was a it was a tornado. I' never a lot seen I'd never the, seen anything short... like that before, like not even uh, uh, on TV true. And I mean it was just complicated. And there was a point you shipped your product. The product shipped. This was a publicly traded company and there was a lot of
1: you know the typical quarterly pressure to meet numbers and the like and, right. and there was a lot of pressure around the business uh
0: it was it was just it was, it was a lot not of a chaos. place that was conducive to the orderly patterns and rituals and structures of shipping software
1: no just, software was a very small part of the business yeah and, and also and part, like, there was a grand vision of one day like when you were you could buy like we bought ticketing companies yeah. so eventually you just hit a couple of buttons on the music streaming service app and buy the tickets so, things like that and you'd get notifications because you had albums for certain art like if you had zed's album in your favorites and Zed was coming to your vicinity, you'd get a ping. And then, like, that was the
0: bigger vision. It was, was a, wi- it and it together. was, it was a real vision. Like, I mean, I remember, like, the yeah. scope of it was audacious. The, the tools were there. Yeah. But, again, we're not really giving much away to say that the platform shipped, people were using it, but the company had a lot of problems. There were there were broader organizational challenges. Yeah, and, and this is numbers like, were starting to hurt. I mean, after this company went into Chapter Eleven bankruptcy. Like it's not. Yes. Yeah. Like not. Like I'm not, not sitting talking, here going like talking about school. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: No. Uh, but even way before that, it was you know my purpose in the company I think had waned and I had given notice and
0: you and I had been talking. Already well, this was tricky, right? Months. Because you kind of need fundamentally to be building something. You get a little bit lost. Actually, you're good at corporate politics if it's in the service of building and shipping a product. And you are bad at corporate politics for the sake of corporate politics.
1: Yeah, I can't excel purely on the ability to latch on to the right tribe or the right leader and then hop to the next one because that one's power seems to be waning. I don't work well in that. No, and so even though you had the C
0: in your title...
1: Yeah, I have to say, I learned a lot from the CEO, Bob Sillerman. I mean, he he is a... Sort of one of the great wild
0: men of business in the last 20 years. I think that's a way to put it, yeah. but also a, an
1: incredibly calculating strategic thinker. And Well, um, it's, it's both of those things, right? It's both. Like he's, he's, occasionally, he would just set the chessboard on fire. Occasionally. Yeah. And then occasionally, he'd look at the pieces very carefully and make a very... And I had a lot of interaction with him unusual amount i'd meet him numerous times a week often which was unusual like everybody wanted to talk to this guy and i actually had a pretty good relationship with him so when i sat down with him and said look i I think it's i think my purpose here is is kind of past Uh, it's time to go and then it turned into another conversation about around you know Software became, you know, not the key thing for this company to get on its feet. Well, they'd That's ship it. their product. They, they didn't have it. There and, wasn't an other product to ship. He was thinking about bigger issues than software. Yep. And I said, look, you know, how about I just take back, graft out of the company the 25 or so designers and engineers you have, and we'll start a co- I'll start my own thing, and you become my client. And then this way, you know if you need to
0: sunset or, or part ways it's actually way less painful you're not
1: you know and i get an opportunity to get a head start on on starting business so i came back now, to you and the
0: strategy there too for people so we had been talking kind of casually about you know cuz you were you were getting aware that your role at sfx was going to wind down and so you were like let's go get a shop and go on you know, in the Gowanus neighborhood of Brooklyn, like a it, former auto body. That was my my idea was that garage. you would have a garage door that could open, and I could ride my bike straight to my desk. That was my whole plan. Maybe stay on your bike, literally. Like maybe just you don't kinda, get off the bike. Just kind of get off right onto the chair and just start typing. And we, yeah. it was going to be maybe four people. Yeah, and that was very attractive. Well, especially after shipping this big product in a big multinational company, right? So. Just to fast forward through this a little bit,
1: I come back to you. I'm like, Paul, what do you think? 26 people. What a head start. Wasn't that fun?
0: Now, see, you'd run an agency at that size before. I never had. Problem one. Issue one for Paul Ford. Issue two for Paul Ford is
1: this was feeling... I was looking a little too... Here's something that happens in contract negotiations. If the other side's looking a little too chipper... yeah the opposing side starts to wonder what they missed.
0: Yeah, there's a little of that. Well, so it was looking knew- a
1: little too easy. It's like, why is this guy? What am I missing here? Yeah. So SFX started to throw all kind. It, it took way, way longer to close this deal. Oh,
0: yeah. No, it was supposed to be like, this will take a week. And also, I'm sitting here looking as the co-founder, but it's kind of your company.
1: Yeah, it yeah was co- that but was complicated. Still it, it was, but I mean, that
0: took care of itself. Well, over we the just, time. yeah, no, it did. I kind of knew that. I was like, that was actually where us having spent years building trust, yeah, you were like, just we're going to see where this goes. You are, and you were very clear, like you are my co-founder. Like yeah. these are my people; they're going to be loyal to me on day one. Yeah, but you're going to shape this company. Which with turned me. out to not be entirely true. <laughs> we'll we'll that's, get to that. In that's, yeah, so just we tornado. hired, like, we
1: hired unnamed. One of the best, most thoughtful law firms to get this. Yeah, done. they're one like, of the we ones over where overpaid.
0: Like, if there's something going to the Supreme Court that's really good, or something involving <laughs> corporations that's really bad, this is yeah. this, this is, is the, 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 it the law was, firm what, Like four hundred bucks an hour. It was just. I, I when yeah. the guy called me, I would get sweat. Oh yeah, just start sweating. I gotta say though, the thing is, is when you pay for a lawyer of that quality, this guy came in. First of all, it was just a great shirt. Like he just had shirt. A a, it was incredibly shirt. crisp. Like and
1: my acid reflux went down. Oh, like yeah. Every, like, your physical health improved. This guy, I mean, he had pay. literally
0: been hatched in a lab at Yale. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just was like, <laughs> they were like, hey, this one's re- for
1: law. He's an alpha. Absolutely no regrets getting that kind of representation <laughs> for what we needed and to do. And the contracts
0: were beautiful. Like, contracts are usually horrible. Like, you, especially as a former litigator, you, you got yeah. these contracts back, and you're like, man, you just got to see what he's done here. Oh, the, just, the quality of the paper oh, had that shimmy to it. Everything yeah. was so good. It was re- Really good. So we went and hired a Lizard King lawyer. Yeah. And
1: it was painful. It, it was. was rough. It was a hell of a I think down. people,
0: you know, I, you wouldn't expect it, but like the deal dropped out like five times. Oh, I walked Meanwhile, twice. all your equity in the company was like the company was having a really rough patch. Like its stock went from like $7 to maybe like 32 cents over and, that span of time. In and like it a month. Going. Yeah. It yeah. was a rough. It was a bad It was time. an
1: insane, insane few months.
0: Yeah. But post-light
1: came to life and they were our client they were also our landlord they were also we were a sub sub subletting absolutely because we just stayed where we were where we said hey you're not gonna you don't need all this space why don't we just pay you rent
0: but the thing to understand here is that the original deal was kind of like well okay we're gonna take the whole team graph them out and then we'll have the whole team work on this project and then postlight will kind of incubate itself inside of this giant project as we bring people on because it was a huge engagement that did not happen In the terms of the contract negotiation, they halved the size of the engagement. There was that. that. But that was, I could live with that. No, but that meant we had 16 people we needed to staff promptly. Yes. That was a bad
1: day. But you know what? This was a lot of good people. And what you wanted to do, like, this is what is highlighted
0: here. Recruiting is really, really, really hard. Finding good talent is really, really hard. Um, well, this is the thing. people from my world were like, what and why is this organization so big and what are you doing? People, yeah, people were wondering what the hell. But happened. But senior executives were like, oh yeah, that totally makes sense. If you can keep a cohesive team of engineers together and working steadily uh-huh. you know this happens in Silicon Valley like at bad companies, a cohesive team will stand up and go like, hey, we're we're available. Do you want us over to another company?" Yeah. We've had a few people actually apply as teams and it's confusing to us because we're like, is this an agency? What are they? But it's just a team saying, yeah. Hey, we're here. We work together well and we get our stuff done. Right.
1: Now, mind you, look, once things settled and the dust settled, there was a fair amount of turnover. A lot of people left. People and people I, I well, would first su- of all, people thought they joined a dance music software company. And suddenly we're like, <laughs> so, Hey, let's suddenly.
0: go to Time Inc. and build media websites. <laughs> right. And
1: so next thing you know, how are your WordPress agency. skills? Yeah, so that was, you know, that was a little bit of a bait and switch for some people. So they leave left for that reason. Look, I didn't sign up for this, and I need to go. And that's fine,
0: and that's fine. We had a lot of toasts. We had a lot of toasts. (laughs) A lot of champagne. A lot of farewell toast. The yeah. uh, company started with a lot of people leaving. That was yeah. fun.
1: There were other reasons people left, which are more complicated I think there that were probably some, aren't worth getting into. Well, there were
0: just... It, I mean, people like to know. Like there were, it, We can be very broad about it. There were dynamics with you. I think I think there were people who expected a different outcome because you were still in charge. No doubt about it. Because it was a company that was you and me and it was going to be a different... Your old company, ARC90, had a different kind of culture. Very the, different. Very different well, than Postle I think...
1: I think what people didn't realize is that this wasn't mine. Yeah. Like, this was much more of a partnership, not just with you. You surfaced over the months after. Yeah. Like, it took you a bit of
0: time, because the deal was effectively my deal. It was. And then... Well, and let's also, like, I don't mind the audience knowing, you more money than I do. Like, you were able to put a little money into this to get it kicked off that I could never have done. Yes. Like, paying the rent... You know, just like writing that check, I can't take we that needed out of my... Some, we needed some cover But that couldn't come going. out of my checking. Right right. right, right, right. Like that's... We take that as loans and we pay you back. Yeah. But there's a reality there, right? And this is why... It's funny to me because occasionally people in your world, because they see you as a rapacious capitalist, kind of mm. because you... I don't know what rapacious means, but I'm assuming it's flattering. It's very flattering. It means, means they dress well? I don't yes. Know. Very well-dressed capitalist. Okay. Okay. Um, it's kind of funny because you're actually the easiest, like, you don't ask for much. Like, if you give a loan, it's going to be paid back almost with no interest or with very, very low interest. Like, you're not.
1: Yeah, you know,
0: yeah, I, I
1: agreed. I am not, there is no wickedly defined. You could have put me over a barrel on this. Razor could, sharp spreadsheet anywhere. That's you could not have been like, Paul, I about. want
0: you to be co-founder. I'm going to take 70%. You're going to take 20%. And we'll give 10% to the guy who. Yeah. You know, tends to. This is fish. actually something that I think people, if we state
1: this, will discover that even work within postlight don't know that you we and are I are equal partners. We are equal partners in this organization. That's right. There's That's like right.
0: one or two things because we are partners. That because this only... is actually worth sharing. This is pretty hilarious. Yeah. We shouldn't give the reveal, but the fancy
1: law, uh, Yale Law partner said, "Well, we got to we got to still answer a couple questions." And we're like, well, "What's that? We're equal partners. Isn't everything great?" It's like, "Well, sometimes you're gonna have to make a decision." And how do you break the tie? Like, if it's something major that you're deciding about the company, Equal Partners doesn't help us a whole lot here. We need decision-making power so you guys could stare each other down forever and make no decision. So somebody's got to be able to make that decision. I don't think we should reveal... Who can make that decision? But that
0: actually was a decision we had to no, make. there's a few fundamental things. I mean, things it's just like basic kind of stuff like, to run the operation. Yeah, system. like you know, let's say we needed to shut the company down because there had been a giant financial implosion. Or well, whatever. Yeah, it could be something crazy. And one of us was like, I don't want to do it, and the other one was like, I do want to do it. Somebody's got to be able to make a decision yep. to run a business.
1: So that this is turning out to be more revealing than I expected.
0: I think it's. I, but we're a year in. We have we have our legs under us. Yeah. This story doesn't feel. I'm as... also
1: very rapacious. So you're, that's cool. <laughs> you're rapacious capital. Robatious capitalist. <laughs> yeah. So, so we get on our feet. You surface. You become a much bigger presence over time at
0: Postlight. I get involved. You get and, involved. And you know, it's funny because I think people around me expected me to be more of like the guy you could come and talk about feelings with. Yeah. I think that I was think, the early expectation.
1: I mean, you have been exposed to the inside of the machine for yeah. the first time in your life, I think. Like truly exposed to it. And I think when you're exposed to it, I think you're you're not you but anyone who is exposed to how these things work I think their perception shifts yeah because you see what's at stake and you see the the hard calls you have to make and there is no exactly right call based on your personal beliefs you know, the hardest belief thing, system or the hardest
0: maybe. thing for me after a year is so the, the way i describe it is that my beliefs haven't changed but my assumptions have certain things that i believed about the world about politics sure. about human equality or like those are all the same yep but they're hard to implement inside of a company very hard things take time it yep. takes time to you know we we had a meeting yesterday we we're talking about diversity like diversity and inclusion and all that mm-hmm. stuff is probably years before we it really starts to feel like we're there it's hard because the only way to change things is through growth and or also attrition and then you backfill right like but this, the,
1: yeah, what you're describing is i had i had a, a friend i used to I, I did some work for he was in a turnaround environment essentially the company was struggling And you had about 60 employees or whatever. And you had some older people in that company. People had been there for years and years. You know, he's sort of sweating over the numbers and looking what he's got to do. And he fired like 20 some odd people to sort of start the writing of the ship. And some of those people had been there a long time. And it was was rough. It was a a very rough A friend of mine
0: who's a senior exec, she has a really good formulation here, which is that when she refers to having to lay people off, she says, "I'm going to disrupt families. Like I have to disrupt X number families. because you need to keep that in mind. It's horrible. It's bad, it's right?
1: Horrible." So I sat him down, and this guy is spreadsheet capitalist, just computer brain person. Your friend who has to fire twenty people, fire twenty people. Okay. So I said, "I said, like, we're out drinking wine and talking, and you know, some rough days we had to sort of witness. I was a consultant, so I actually wasn't in the company, but I saw it all, and he's no,
0: dealing with it. You were handing him the knife." To stab other some, not yeah. into somewhat,
1: yes, yeah. on on the tech side, and he said, "Rich, it is rough. It's hard, but I came into this thing, and it's literally slipping off the mountain. And if I don't do this, all sixty go home. The whole thing goes into bankruptcy, and everybody gets sent home. And like some blue shirt consultants come in to just sell the chairs, sell the chairs, yeah. right? So it's rough." But if you look at what my mandate is my mandate is for this to turn
0: around and then I will hire another hundred if this thing is on the upswing well in the back of your head you're going like well couldn't he have figured out how to save those 20 if he's so smart to know how to hire the hundred but he had eleven dollars in the bank no and I, he, he needed a certain level
1: of run- certain amount of runway to get to the point where he can get it on an upswing
0: that was revealing to me I've never seen the inside of that. Well, this is what I would say. It's hard because really you want to manage to avoid that situation. You want to manage for growth and you want to manage to avoid that situation. And One of the things I've come to realize over the last year, look, we've had a lot of actual luck. We just had like networks where people popped up. We're like, I need you now. And we're smart. Yeah, good for us. But like, there's also (laughs) luck involved. The thing that I'm realizing is that if you want to change the world, you have to create growth. Yeah. Because Absolutely. otherwise, it just is going to be so slow that everyone's going to roll their eyes at you. That's right. That's right.
1: And the way I would I would boil it down is that business doesn't have any time or space for your principles.
0: It's just a very well, basic especially machine. And we're externally dependent as an agency on people coming to us and saying, can you do the thing I need you to do? That's right. Right? So, and we can say no, or we can say yes. Yes. That's kind of it. If we say yeah. yes, we're in there. So-
1: you look at the, the past year and SFX eventually filed for bankruptcy, yep. faded away as a client. We found ourselves in a particular situation. We have
0: absolutely no SFX work now.
1: We have absolutely no SFX work today. That's correct. And if you look at... I, I don't know the analogy. It's like when you're you're hopping on the lilies and they're, they they fall into the water as you hop off of them. You're sort of just...
0: I don't really know that I, analogy. Just igno-
1: it's, forget it. Essentially, we were able to continuously find the next fuel pod as we progressed meaning we didn't compile a lot of it we just found new relationships yeah. we did the thing in a very short amount of time it's actually credit to everyone at Postlight for what we've been able to do in year 1
0: we threw so much random stuff at people
1: this was crazy town yeah. we were we we believed in what it was and we knew we needed to land business to make it grow and subsist and thrive and we were able to do it in a year and I'll actually build this brand in a year and credit to you you know at one point we stared at you know what was ahead and you said we need to get out there and make some noise and you said let's do a podcast and that just wouldn't have come into my head I just I thought podcasts were like all about politics and sports and I didn't really think that that would be and it turns out that this has been an important part of our marketing strategy and and here we are so it's been a hell of a year one What's year 2 look like? Very different from year 1. Yeah, actually. I agree. Quite different from year 1. A stabilizing year, a year where we start to put like we didn't have time to pause and say let's think about
0: process. Yeah. In I mean year we've one. already we've always had some money in the bank, but it'll be good to get some money in the bank like just to be feel really like okay, I know how the next couple months could go. Yeah.
1: I mean the truth is we you know, we don't we don't run it that way. Put some
0: art on the walls. <laughs> literally like just like make it a home.
1: Yeah, I mean the the new office, that's the other thing we
0: didn't mention. We moved. Well, we mentioned. We left. Yeah, we've mentioned it in a prior podcast. We talked about it. Yeah, true.
1: But that was a big event for us yeah. in year 1. We had to leaving, we had to move. Leaving, it's like moving out of the parents' house, I we mean, lost Laura's, we was, lost our lease. We actually probably could have hung around, but yeah, we just smelled it got, it we smelled uh, a need to really get out of there and really it wasn't ever our own our signage was weird it was this you know it was always kind of hacked together
0: it's very frustrating when you can't hang the name of your company up and then
1: something right yeah. i mean you we had make know, like it like a your banner own place. right and so now we're in this great space just north of union square so great first year i i mean i say this a lot because you know you have your patches where you don't know what's happening you can always say you know look if you look at what was pulled off that in and of itself there's no arriving you don't. No, you're arrive. never done. You're that's never like, the, oh, we've arrived. There's none of that. That's it been just the never lesson happens. of the year, right? The lesson of the yeah. year for me
0: has been, we're never done. If you're there, never done. I used to do things where there'd be a metric of success. That's like I just... wrote, I, I shipped a thing and it got a ton of attention. I or I wrote a thing and it got a ton of attention. All this stuff would happen. Yeah, and I would get direct
1: feedback and I'd be like, all right, done. On to the next one. And that is the single best piece of advice is if when we ship something big yeah or when a client tells you great work or someone comes on that we're excited to have joined the company take a minute and like actually enjoy that event that moment because there is no grand
0: moment there is no no like, you're, you're going to come in the next day and there'll be 20 other things there's another really bunch do. of other stuff yeah. so
1: just like take a second i that's advice i wish i took more myself we should do that more we should yeah. take the minute so, Paul, this all sounded like up to this point, like, you know, those crappy Hallmark cards with the cursive and... Yeah. You did this and you did that and you I couldn't go through the day without you. Yeah. So, what did we do terribly Oof. in year one that we should
0: have done differently? Oh, boy. I mean, this is a long list in my head. I... Didn't communicate anywhere near as well as I needed to. And this, I think, is just permanent. Like, you can never communicate enough. You can never anticipate enough about where people are, what they need to hear, what they need to know. Mm
1: -hmm. We were busy, right? Like, that was our ace. Like, that's the excuse we kept pulling, which was we're busy. We can't talk to everybody right now. Everybody's got a lot going on. So, we can't talk to everyone. Meanwhile, People want to know, <laughs> like, this is a brand new thing. What's happening? Is it going well? We've gotten into a cadence now where we have these all group meetings. Yeah. But at one point, there would be swaths of time where it's like, shouldn't we talk to everyone? I would turn to you or you turn to me and
0: be like, we should probably talk to everybody. We failed completely at telling people what it would mean to work in an agency. Yeah. And to sort of say, here's what this culture should look like. Go do the work was Uh, the ask. We didn't give people real goals. We just were like, can you just go work on this project, please? Yeah. What do you you got? I I don't know if we could have done this
1: better. It was very reactive. Like, we had this lull, and then we landed a bunch of business, and then I turned over to recruiting, and I said, for Christ's sake, I need people. I just sold a bunch of business. Go figure that out. And that's just not a healthy way to work. Yeah, we are just like, hire! Yeah, like, these things didn't happen in a day. They would go through a process. So when I started, at least on the contract part of it, I should have probably gathered everyone and said, this is feeling more likely than last week. We should probably start to get things rolling. So... The tricky
0: side is that's more meetings, right? So you're like, oh man, do we need more meetings? People just need to be doing work. And meetings is communication and is some level of empathy. I didn't have, I
1: didn't, I felt like I had the card to not really worry about empathizing with any other parts of the company. I just had to go and figure out how to get more business. Well, that's the thing. When when
0: we were under pressure, true pressure, to literally just get enough work so that people could be working, that was the easiest time of the company. Yeah. It felt hard, but it was like all we had to do was just keep sending emails, keep calling people, keep, like keep things alive and then get money in i feel like the thing we've said
1: the most in the last few weeks as we think about next year is how do we be less reactive yeah and we use we say that phrase a lot and i think we should keep saying it because it's not healthy it's not good a good feeling for anyone whether you're hr recruiting or whether you're biz dev trying to get new business to feel like you're you somehow all of a sudden woke up one morning and you're really badly behind you know like that's just not a good way to work. It's, it's not terrible. a healthy way to work,
0: and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be the norm. We we came up with a pretty good rule, which is if we find ourselves talking about someone, we need to sit down with them. There's that too. Like we we got a little gossipy, we got a little crabby about people, and then we'd be like, "What about this person? You and me in particular." Yeah. Uh, well, we felt like we had the like we felt like a rough year we scrambled,
1: we're scrappy, we had the right to do that. Oh, I feel yeah. like th- there's a bit of that. Oh, we think very highly of ourselves, right? Yeah. Like
0: we're and it's it's very easy I think for co-founders and for people in our role to describe themselves and define themselves as the savior of the company. Yeah. Right? I think it's very easy yeah. thinking to slip into. Right. Meanwhile, you got almost 40 people working like hell yeah. trying to get their careers on track and we're sitting there going like Well, they couldn't do it without us. And there's, look, there's some truth to that, right? Like, there's, we brought this company together. But at the same time, without them, we're just very dangerous. We're pointless to think. You and I are garbage without those people. Uh, We're just two, like, annoying old men talking about technology. You can get real comfortable with your position and your status. Yeah. For sure. Super easy. And I, I think that. We're vigilant about that, but it's it's you gotta keep you gotta fight that from yeah. Slipping we, in. we we're checking ourselves. The, at. the way it slips in is you're just like, why can't they see how hard we're working? Or like you know, so <laughs> <All> right? <laughs> you it's want true. you know when you're in this role, you don't get a lot of people coming up and saying good job. I wrote a memo for a client not too long ago. My mom thinks I'm really really good at what I do. I wrote a memo for a client and I, I got the it, it was a tough client. Yeah, And it's the only kind of piece of kind of, I, I'm not billable, but it's kind of a piece of billable work normally. Uh-huh. And, but it's a very complex analysis that is kind of something I'm good at uh-huh. about big archives projects. So okay. I went and did it. I wrote this 20 page brief because I kind of knew what I was getting into. You had some spring to your step after. Oh, that. man. I got that phone call, and the client's pretty high level person was just like, this is the level of depth and coverage that we needed to address this problem. And I was just like... You took y-? a victory lap. I was like, yes! <laughs> yes, it's entirely the wrong thing for me to be doing that work. I yeah. should be empowering other like, people. Paul, to what do are it. you doing? I saw you uh, working on it. I said, this is not good use of your time. No, I know. But God, it just was so satisfying to go from... And also, it was like the first the first discussion had been pretty rough. Like I was like, woof, okay. You know what? You, you don't achieve a lot of stuff at our level so here i have a friend yeah. it's slow, who has it's, this slow. Theory about it's like year it, by
1: year he has this theory about how executives love fixing it stuff because it's these little wins oh yeah like they love fixing their router at home oh right because once it's up and everybody's got five bars in the house uh, getting your stereo right all of that it's just there's a sense of achievement around that little project that little win because we're we don't see a lot. Like we're, it's hard for us to see that. Like not so we, only that,
0: it's the context is often like, how does this flow back into the business? Right. I might go do something interesting in the media, or I might be working on a big project, or like some sort of side artsy yep. thing. How does this flow back into the business? So on. The minute it's done, I'm this like, podcast. Yeah, this podcast. Does this have impact right. on everything else? Right. We don't get a score sheet at the end of it. That's but true. this
1: is the tricky thing. You're like, what? We're did... starting
0: to compliment ourselves again. Is the thing
1: we're starting to get sympathetic about our our
0: lives. We we screwed up. Here's we, the thing. We what did you do right? What did you do wrong? Ultimately, kind of don't matter. What matters is where do you want to go and how are you going to like get there, and can you effectively get there? Like we give ourselves report cards all the time. We're at a year. We are not the company we want to be yet. If we were, we'd be. it would be ridiculous. We right. have years of hard work Yes. to truly get this into to be a machine because what do we want to do? We want to ship products at a global scale that millions of people use. We want to work with the best companies. We want to do like- All of that. We want to help- Find giant. the best people. We want to work with giant organizations that yep. have a cultural all impact. All of that. So are we there yet? We're closer than we thought we would be. So we get some credit there. We're communicating as much as as we can, but we need to do a lot better. But it's in the service of that. It's not this like random report card. It's like we're trying to get somewhere. Yeah, totally. And we'll never get there. You don't ever get there. You don't ever.
1: I, I will never get there. I. I, I no, I'll be on flaw my flaw and probably a strength at the same
0: yeah, time. Yeah, I'll be on my deathbed, going like, you know, we should have <sighs> should have sent that email. God, we really should have made that move to hire him. You yeah, know, or just or, you're terrible. like, I'm never gonna be able to let the let it go. All right, we found some levity here. I'm glad yeah. we, we we turned it. Yeah, that's good in this direction. So look, we could always do better. We can always do better. That's a year, and I. But I think it's that's been for me the thing after a year is leaning backwards into that. Just yeah. like, all right, you know what? People are gonna be pissed at the decisions I make. I'm gonna I'm gonna make mistakes. You know, we put into our mission statement, our charter for the company, that. When you screw up, it's okay. Like people should just tell you you screwed up. Yeah. And then the next statement in our charter is that just apologize, just move on. Yeah. Right. And we're trying, I want to get that into the DNA of the place that it's yeah. okay. And I think, I think that'll happen. And I don't know who's going to tell me I screwed up. That's part of the well, issue. Honestly, we've clients hired, do. We've hired a lot of clients do. And we've hired a number of people who I think are pretty comfortable telling us that yeah. we could be doing yeah.
1: better. That is a, plus if yeah. you're willing to do that that's i don't need the wow rich that was a tremendous email you wrote those three paragraphs really hit home like i don't need that feedback
0: you know the feedback i want is i'm happy in my career and i think i'm growing that's like what i'm going for here yeah because if i can get that from an employee if i feel that their actual self interest is being taken care of then i know that the the like the whole place can move forward right like i need them to be like yeah this was a good step for me I'm glad I'm here. I don't know what I'm going to do next. It's going to be a little confusing and challenging. And I need to figure that out in order to keep moving in my own career. If I know I've got that, then I'm like, great, we can go out, we can sell new stuff, we can do new things. Yeah. If I hear like, I don't know, then I'm worried. Right. All right, Rich. Well, you know what? If anybody wants to talk to us about what it's like to be one years old. Is it one years old or one year old? God, I don't know.
1: And if they have feedback, like we've just talked about ourselves reflecting for an hour, but if you have thoughts about what you think about us.
0: God, especially if you've been through this process and you have any wise yeah. counsel.
1: Yeah. S- send us a note to contact at postlight.com. We'd love to hear from Contact at
0: postlight.com. You. We get lots of emails. We like it. Uh, we also made a little book called Practice, which is excerpts from the podcast. And we've been sending them out to people who send us their mailing address. So if you send us one, we have a couple left, actually. We're, we may go back for a second run act now send us your mailing address to contact at postlight.com we'll send you a copy and people have asked will you send them internationally and the answer is of course yes no big deal whatever don't discriminate yeah alright have Let's a great go.
1: week everyone bye bye